Welcome to Touching Hearts and Changing Lives, hosted by Reverend Otley Holmes, where our vision is touching hearts and changing lives by the power of His Word, Luke 4, 18 and 19. Our mission is to go ye therefore and teach all nations, Matthew 28, 19 and 20. Now, please join us in a study of the Word of God. Welcome once again to Touching Hearts and Changing Lives. Well, if you've been tuning in, you know we're in 2 John. I want to go back to that 7th verse because we have to still look at this a little closer. Verse 7 says, For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an anti Christ. Well, let's look at this now. John, and remember, in previous programs, we started looking into 2 John here, the second epistle that John has written. We understand that many theologians say that John was writing to a particular female member and her children. Other theologians say that you can use this broader brush as John speaking to the church and the church's membership. Either stance that you take, there are lessons to be learned when we look at the depth of what John is saying in the second epistle. Now, he's talking about many deceivers have come into the world. And I personally believe that is the strongest thing that happens in our churches today. That we have drifted away from sound doctrine. And because we have drifted away from sound doctrine, many come in with false doctrine, whether they're well-intended or they're intentional. I'm not going to get into all their enemies, you know, uh, 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 satanic agents and all that kind of stuff. I don't want to talk about that because it really doesn't matter at this juncture. What does matter is that we must learn how to stand on pure doctrine. That is the teaching of the Word of God. And when someone brings something along that may sound good, it may be psychologically intriguing, it may even be socially valuable. But if it doesn't align itself with the word of God, then we need to dump it. I can just say it that just that plainly. We need to get rid of it. Because see, we all stand guilty before God. Therefore, there has to be a perfect sacrifice for our sins. And that perfect sacrifice we know is none other than Jesus Christ. And because of that, we owe everything to the Lord for what he has done for us. So if we deny him, if we deny that Jesus came the first time, if we deny that he died on a cross to save us from our sins, then brothers and sisters, we're lost and on our way to hell. So anyone who denies that Jesus Christ has already come, died on Calvary, is trying to deceive us. They are, as John says, an antichrist. Didn't say they were the antichrist. He said they are an, A-N, antichrist, which simply means that they're an agent used to tear down the body of Christ. See, if he denies that the Son of God is ever coming and denies the second coming, he or she then also is a deceiver. Now again, some of my notes will be coming from the preacher's outline of sermon, comment, Bible commentary. So let's look at verse 8. It says, look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we had wrought, but that we receive a full reward. So what is John saying here? Watch yourself that you receive a full reward. Remember, John is writing again to a dear mother and her children. False teaching was so rampant that their family unit itself indeed had to be on guard. I wonder how many times we come home from church and really have discussions about doctrine. Or do we just privately cocoon ourselves, the children in their room, we're in our room, and even if we're sitting together watching our favorite TV shows, 
we never really delve into the family as a family unit into the word of God. We need to have uh, a venue, if you will, for our children to come home and ask questions if they hear something in their Sunday school or in their private lessons or the preacher preaches a sermon and they don't understand. They need to be able to ask questions and we as parents need to be able either to answer those questions or go to someone we know that can answer those questions because the family is needed to consider what teachers they are listening and sitting under. Man, I tell you, sometimes, especially this is happens, and I'm not uh, putting down small churches because I have a small church, but what happens in a smaller church, for the most part, it happens in other churches, regardless of the side, but it is seems to be prevalent in the smaller churches because we don't have as many in our membership. So therefore, when we have to have teachers or teachers are needed, we put out, pastor puts out a clarion call. Teachers are needed for Sunday school. And some well-meaning saint steps up to the plate, but really should not be one that is teaching. You can't open a Sunday school commentary on a Friday or Saturday night and then declare yourself to be prepared to teach a lesson to the youth on Sunday morning. It takes in-depth study. It takes preparation. It takes time. It takes prayer and meditation. But we haphazardly throw these people into these teaching positions and therefore, the doctrine gets skewed because they're really not sure what they're, they're teaching. The students are unsure of what they've received through that teaching. And the next thing that you have is a group of confused Christians. And so we need to understand that sometimes instead of trying to be so doctrinally heavy and try to act like we've earned PhDs, we need to understand the very basics of the word of God. Verse 9 says, Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. Well, verse 9 there is a wake-up call. It is a clarion call that we need to be sharp and on point. When we understand what John is telling us about Jesus having come in the flesh, we need to understand the purpose behind his comment. Because without Jesus coming down through the 42 generations, walking this old dusty earth for 33 and a half years, dying on Calvary's cross, buried in a borrowed tomb, raised on the third day, now has ascended back to the Father, city sitteth on the right hand of the Father. If we don't understand and teach that, then what we are teaching is a falsehood. It's deceptive. It means that people who follow that kind of nonsense will not enter in the kingdom of heaven. So it is up to us to make sure that the foundational teaching is that Jesus came in the flesh bled and died on Calvary and is through him and only him. There's no other way to the Father but by him. And when we understand that Jesus sacrificed himself on Calvary for the sins of the world, no one ever goes to hell now because of sin. They go to hell because they have rejected Jesus as the Messiah. And so therefore, we need to understand this perfect gift that has been given to us, if we do not make that the foundation, the doctrinal evidence of our faith, then we are being deceptive in our teaching. Well, the clock on the wall says I better wind this program down. 
Love to have you come worship with us. We're located at 1720 East 8th Avenue inside the Mesa Bible Church. We're in that little small green, green building just east of the main sanctuary. Our Sunday school starts at 9 a.m. Worship service as a, at 11. You can help support this program by sending your tax-deductible donations to THACL Care of Crystal Fountain Missionary Baptist Church. May the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. Take care, God bless, and Lord willing, we'll see you again next week.